0: We live in the day of the 24-hour news cycle, and most of what we hear is bad news. With a steady stream of evil reports, it is easy to forget that God has provided good news in a bad world, and that good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, we join Scott Pauley as he opens God's Word to remind us of God's good news, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and how that good news not only encourages us as believers, but is also the message this unbelieving world desperately needs. Let's join Scott now.
1: The goal of Scripture is not knowledge. The goal of Scripture is obedience. And the God of the Bible, frankly, is a God of action. I think sometimes uh, we know so much and do so little with it. We're hearers and not doers. And so, as we come to the conclusion of this brief little study on the gospel, the good news of Jesus in a in a bad world that desperately needs it, I want to ask you a question: What will you do now? What will grow out of this? What will change? what What will be initiated uh, in your life and in your labor for the gospel's sake? I want to back up to a verse. I'm saving it last because of its. It's personal work in my life in recent days. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 23. And frankly, I've taken it recently as a little motto. I've been trying to think to myself day after day, uh, how can I apply this verse? This is what Paul wrote. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 23, And this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you. Now, the context of the text is, is, frankly, that Paul is addressing the way he lives his life, some things he does and some things he doesn't do, some things he permits himself uh, to have and some things he will not permit himself to have, and all of it for one great purpose, for the gospel's sake. We have to learn to live our life for the gospel's sake, not for my sake, not just for somebody else's sake, not for the church's sake, not for the pastor's sake, but for the gospel's sake. In fact, I really believe that this phrase, for the gospel's sake, is synonymous with saying, for Christ's sake. I can prove that to you. In Mark chapter 10, verse number 29, Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there's no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospel's. See, when you give yourself to the work of the gospel, you're giving yourself to the work of Christ. When you're trying to get the message of salvation to a sinful world, you're doing the work that Christ came for. That's why he came, to seek and to save that which was lost. And so I want to simply ask you today, what are you going to do? You personally, what are you going to do for the gospel's sake? I took this chapter uh, over the last few months for me personally, not for our study uh, on the Enjoying the Journey broadcast, but for my own soul's sake. I took 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and just walked through it and identified a number of things Paul did for the gospel's sake and how I can apply them to my life. You see, 1 Corinthians 15 defines what the gospel is, but 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9 really personalizes the work of the gospel to my life. Not just to believe it, but to do something with it. And so, what will we do for the gospel's sake? Here's what I wrote down. I wrote these things in my journal. First of all, Based on the first 15 verses, I will not do something that would hinder the gospel. That's essentially what Paul is talking about. He says in verse number 12, If others be partakers of this power over you, are not we rather? Nevertheless, we've not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. He basically says, I don't want to do anything that would get in the way of the gospel. You know, we've got to get out of God's way. May I ask, is there anything in your life that would be a roadblock for the Savior right now, a roadblock to the advancement of the gospel? Look, it'd be better to die than to do something that would limit the message of life from getting to others. Paul said, I've not used power I could have used. I I love this, this thought. He didn't want to use something. He wanted to be used. So if you want to do something for the gospel, say this, I'll not do anything that would hinder the gospel. Let's just start there. That's the most obvious thing. And then secondly, I wrote this down. I will labor for divine approval, not for my glory. In verse number 16, he says, though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. You see, motive matters. We keep our eyes on the Lord, and when you keep your eyes on the Lord, that keeps a soberness in your thinking and in your work. Labor today not for credit, but for his glory. Not for someone to to applaud you, but for the divine approval, that the Lord would be pleased. The gospel's sake is God's sake, and that's very important. I ask you again, what will you do for the gospel's sake? A third thing I wrote down based on verse 17 is this, I'll keep a willing heart. He says in verse 17, For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. I want to keep a willing heart. I want to be sober and joyful at the same time, to to give myself cheerfully to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Friends, don't lose the happy heart of a servant of Jesus Christ. Then, fourthly, I wrote this down, I will not abuse my privileges. Uh, God gives us freedom, gives us liberty. We thank God for that. Uh, But remember this, those privileges are not to be used and abused. They're rather for you to be used of God. He says, I love this, in verse number 18, What is my reward then? Verily, that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. My pastor told me years ago, there's two kinds of people in the Lord's work. There are those who use God, and there are those who let God use them. And Then I wrote a fifth thing down in my journal based on verse 19. Verse 19 says, For though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself servant unto all that I may gain the more. I will remember, for the gospel's sake, I will remember that I am just a servant. I'm a servant of the master, and because of that, I'm a servant of the gospel to everyone else. Uh, this, is, this is powerful. Those who truly understand their freedom in Christ uh, want to submit themselves to the work that really matters. I'm not free to do what I want to do. I'm free to do what God wants me to do. And then in verses 20 through 23, uh, I wrote this down. For the gospel's sake, I'll do all I can to reach all I can. He said, To the weak became I as weak, that I might gain the weak. I made all things to all men, that I might by all means save some. That's not talking about accommodating the message, but rather relating to the people. That's not changing the truth of the gospel. Remember, you can't change it, but rather it is, it is yielding what, what preference you might have so that you can connect with these people, laying aside all prejudice so that you can get the gospel to these people. And then finally, in the closing verses, he says, I'm going to to strive uh, for the mastery and be tempered in it. I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I preach to others, I myself should be a castaway. I think it's fascinating that it connects his personal life, his private life, his purity to the work of the gospel. I wrote this down, number seven, for the gospel's sake, I'll keep my eyes on the prize, my feet on the path, and my body under his control. I wonder, would you take 1 Corinthians 9 and just meditate in it and pray your way through it? Would you maybe make a list in your own journal today somewhere? What will you do for the gospel's sake? Let's start with these seven key principles that Paul outlines for us. But For heaven's sake, let's do something here on earth to get the gospel to those who need it. Uh, let's, let's not miss our moment think we may be on the welcoming committee for the Son of God. Jesus may show up at any moment. Imagine giving an account to God for what we did at the end of the church age for the gospel's sake. Every good thing begins with the gospel and the end of all of it is that we'll meet Jesus face to face. I ask you again, what will you do for the gospel's sake? Let's get this good news to a bad world.
0: The Apostle Paul wrote in the book of Romans that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Thank God for the transforming power of the gospel of His dear Son. And may this truth stir our heart as we seek to impact those within our influence with the good news of Jesus Christ. For additional resources on the gospel, we invite you to visit Scott's YouTube channel and view the playlist on the sermon series entitled, The Joy of the Gospel. These four Bible messages were given in a revival meeting and they will surely be an encouragement and help to you as you live a life focused on God's good news. And until next time, we hope you will enjoy the journey.